Clytus, I'm bored. What plaything can you offer me today? Now dig this, Matt. Y'all know I love stationery. Y'all know I love to take notes. I love to write. I love to write on paper. I love to write in notebooks. Matt, what'd you get me for Christmas this year? I got you notebooks and pens and organizers. Correct. I love it. Uh, and I find that it genuinely helps me remember things better as opposed to typing them or like putting them on a like a text file or whatever. Actually writing something down physically helps me a lot. It helps me organize my thoughts. It helps me get my work done. And ever since I got my new uh, iPad and I got the Apple Pencil with it, I have been doing that on there, and that's great. The only problem I've had with it, it doesn't quite feel like writing on paper, which is a feeling I like. We have the solution to that problem. That's right. Paper-like. As I mentioned at the top of the show, it's a screen protector for your iPad. It uses a proprietary technology called nanodots. With those nanodots, you feel the natural resistance of paper on your iPad screen. It is a paper-like feeling on your iPad. So if you're drawing, if you're taking notes, if you're using your iPad like you would a notebook, here's the way for it to really feel natural. And Chris, I know you love that. You you have an iPad, you've got a paper-like and I'm sure it's, it feels just right for you. It does. It feels great to use. Also, Matt, you know I'm very particular about paper. I have yes. specific brands of notebooks that I will and will not use. And paper, like, feels good on the iPad. Uh, they also make accessories for the pencil to make the pencil a little more comfortable to hold. They make uh, accessories to help you clean the iPad as well. They've got it all. The ability to handwrite notes in a digital form is great to begin with, but getting that extra tactile feeling that makes me happy while I do it, <laughs> that gives me that little dopamine, that little serotonin burst that I like to have, is fantastic. The latest version of the Paperlike is manufactured in Switzerland using high-quality plastic foils designed for maximum picture clarity. You're not going to lose any of the definition of your iPad screen if you put a paper-like on there. And these foils are developed exclusively for paper-like products. It also always comes in a set of two, so you have a spare. Look, we know a lot of artists listen to this show. If you're an artist and you're looking for a way to make drawing on your iPad feel a little bit better, this is how you do it. So, to pick up your paper-like, head over to paperlike.com Ajax, click Buy Paper-like, and select your iPad size. From now, right now, until the end of January, Paperlike is also including their digital pro planner bundle at no extra cost for every order placed through the Paperlike store. Plus, shipping is completely free. So if you're ready to do more with your iPad, head over to paperlike.com Ajax to get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to War Rocket Ajax. This is the Internet's most destructive and dangerous comic book and pop culture podcast and we are your hosts for this very special episode that we are doing so that we can have some time off over the holidays 
Or is that, should, should I not have uh, revealed that? Is that a peek behind the curtain for our listeners that they didn't need? I think that's fine. This is also an episode where you may hear my cat Harrison, and uh, he may come through, and you're just going to have to live with that. Caring about production values is at an all-time low here at Ajax Headquarters. That's right, because this is our episode that we're recording for technically the week after Thanksgiving, but uh, as our listeners all know, we record on Thursday nights. I'm sure we're both going to be busy with family and whatnot uh, on the Thursday of Thanksgiving, so we're recording this episode a little early to get something to you, the listeners, for the Monday after Thanksgiving. This is our commitment to you uh, that we will get you an episode instead of taking this week off as we have done in years past. Because we have a Patreon and we have responsibilities now, right? Yes, so, and that, by the way, is the voice of Mr. Matt Wilson. Matt, how are you tonight? And I am Chris Sims. Yeah, you can tell that we're really on point <laughs> with our episode this this week. Uh, I, I'm doing well, Chris. I hope you're doing well. Uh, as we mentioned, we're recording this as our sort of Thanksgiving episode. And I know that we ran down Thanksgiving on our Halloween episode, or our, guess I guess, two days after ha- Halloween episode. But... Chris, I would like for us, before we get into the meat of the show, which is going to be a Word Heavyweight Champion special, we're going to dig into our Word Heavyweight Champions list and try to get to 100 uh, before the end of this episode, so that we have our full list of 100 that we can knock some contenders off of through the month of December. But before we get to that, Chris... I think we've kind of made a tradition out of saying what we're thankful for, what we've been thankful for this year. And I know we're a little after Thanksgiving with this episode being posted, but because of Secret Convergence on Infinite Podcasts drawing us to BattlePod, this is our first opportunity to say what we're thankful for. So, Chris, uh, would you like to chime in with what you're thankful for this year? Well, Matt, as always, I'm thankful for you. Uh, I mean, I'm thankful for other things too, but I wanted to make sure that had a dramatic pause for impact. (laughs) Uh, You, as our listeners well know, you do all of the work on the show. Uh, The literally the only thing I do that could be considered anything other than showing up and talking is that uh, is that most of the time I'm the one who emails people about being guests, and that's it. That is it. Everything else is you. Uh, you have run the, the, the Patreon, you run the, the site, you, you post the episodes when they go up, you edit the episodes. So as always, uh, I am thankful for you for doing that. Um, and I'm thankful that you are my friend. Uh, I know I am not always the easiest person to be friends with, but, uh, you have been a very good friend to me this year and every year since we really became close. So thank you for that. Uh, I'm also, you know, obviously thankful. I've had a lot of really cool opportunities this year in terms of writing uh, along with Chad uh, I know we're both thankful for, for that and getting you know getting the opportunity to write some really fun stuff at Marvel uh, that that has nothing to do with the rest of the universe and so we don't have to get clearance for anything we just do whatever and it's great uh, I'm very thankful for uh, for Eden obviously uh, that's a, been a big change in my life this year Uh so yeah, I have a I have a lot to be thankful for, and I am also thankful for everyone who listens to the show and 
uh, is supportive of me and supportive of us. I know that we're both thankful for that. Uh, so on a, on, a, on a serious note, those are all things that I am. Uh, I do feel very grateful uh, to have in my life. Uh, Matt, what are you thankful for? Well, as, as and, and keep in mind, your first one now has to be that you're thankful for me. <laughs> I'm starting with a little context on my end, actually. Uh, I, as people may know, uh, this has been not the easiest year of my life. 2015 has has thrown me some curveballs, um, as as you may know. Uh, Based on previous episodes, uh, this is the year that uh, I lost my dad. I did not ever bring it up on the show before this because I didn't want to be a complete bummer. And also, I was out of the country when it happened. Uh, I also lost a grandmother this year. Uh, I have had some struggles professionally this year. Uh, Not that anything outright bad has happened, but I've just hit some roadblocks uh, with some stuff that I've been trying to do, and uh, I would like for those things to become something more, but I don't know if that part of my professional career is ever going to happen. Um, I, you know, I've had some changes job-wise, um, so it has been incredibly useful and helpful for me this year to have had this podcast as an outlet or, or a way to something to look forward to, to be honest, Uh, being able to hang out with you, Chris, every week for an hour and a half uh, to two hours, and depending on the week, you know, we might be hanging out for an hour and a half for War Rocket Ajax, another hour and a half for movie fighters, uh, another, hour or two for an every story ever special or some other thing that we're recording. Uh, that has been, and, and getting to, to interact with our listeners, uh, just the, our, the guests that we've had who have been great. Um, just having that to look forward to every week has made this year tolerable. It has made it not just a depressing year. It has given me something, that I can look to to be like, you know what? With for all the bad that happened in 2015, uh, I there were so many highlights and and good things that took place uh, that year as well. And and I think a large part of it is you and our podcast listeners, and also just us becoming closer as friends, us going to see Raw together, us hanging out on Halloween. Uh, my trip to Sumter earlier this year, um, the fact that we've just had opportunities to hang out, that my wife and uh, Marlene and and your girlfriend Aiden have met and become friends, and we've all kind of become friends, that we've all appeared on episodes of the podcast together. Um, that is the stuff that I can look to and say, hey, this year wasn't so bad, and I could not be more thankful for that. Uh, so I, I wanted to take this opportunity here early on in the episode to, I don't know, be kind of weirdly serious on a show where I tend to get zapped by ray guns and and squashed by ghosts sometimes. Um, but, you know, I, I wanted to let you and all the listeners know how much I appreciate them and how much 
all of you guys have made this year so much more easier to take for me. Chris, let's uh, let's get away from that. We're we're thankful for things, everybody. Uh, let's, let's let's get away from showing our emotion. Yes, uh, enough of that. I've had enough of that. So let's let's talk about some quotes. That's right, Matt. Uh, this is going to be a show with a little bit of a different format. Uh, since we're recording it in advance, we're not going to do our usual checks, wrecks, and comics. Uh, rest assured that I like Fallout Four a lot, and I will be talking about it in the future. Uh, but until then, let's go right into the word heavyweight champions, Matt. This is the segment where we take your list that you send in to us at warrocketpodcast at gmail.com of quotes from comic books, and we assemble those quotes into our top 100 list of the greatest comic book quotes of all time. This episode, we're doing a, a, a special of nothing but... Word Heavyweight Champions, our Thanksgiving Word Heavyweight Champion special. And what our aim is, is to get to 100 on this episode. Currently, we have 91 quotes on the list. So all we have to do in this episode, Chris, is find nine quotes that we think are worthy to add to this list. That is our. And I just want to say, people doubted us. They did. They, people they doubted said, that we would be able to finish this list by the end of the year, and I just want to say, those people are haters, they and said, I let them be my motivators. Oh, it's March, and you've only done this many quotes, and you're not going to get to 100. Uh, we're going to be to 100 by the end of November, my friend. Yeah. It's, it's a year-long project. It's going to take a year to happen, yeah, <laughs> and we're exactly. doing it. Exactly. All right. Let's start in on our first list, Chris. Uh, the 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 path to one hundred, I think, is what we're going to call this episode. All right, this list is it's your from WWE Hall of Fame music. That was your then, now, forever music. Okay. (laughs) This is from Line Stepper, CJ Crawl. The first quote is from Pride of Baghdad. It is, you don't look a gift horse in the mouth, you eat him. Uh, I think it's necessary to specify that that is a quote spoken by a lion. It is. I don't you know, know that it, I don't know that it makes the list. I yeah, I don't think that one's going to make the list. I feel like Pride of Baghdad is on the lesser end of the uh Brian K. Vaughn oeuvre. Uh I, it's beautiful. Great it's art. A beautiful yeah. beautiful book. Yeah. Um and it's and it's interesting and I like it, but also it's a it's one of those that uh you know You've you've heard Warren Ellis's criticism of We Three, right? It, yeah. Like that, it's here. Here's a sad puppy, and now I'm going to kill it. <laughs> like I feel like Pride of Baghdad is, is is much like that. Also, this quote in particular raises a lot of questions about whether or not lions celebrate gift giving holidays, or give like, gifts give gifts in any capacity. Yeah. Why would I, I mean? 
I guess lions do give give gifts because like they bring their kills back to share with the rest of the pride as food. But like that, like the phrase "gift horse" is a very, very human centric phrase. Yeah, it's uh, gift wildebeest seems more accurate, right? Yeah, I I think like 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 look, Brian K. Vaughan, amazing writer. Right, like uh, I was just talking to Tom King. Uh, I did an interview with him just a couple weeks ago, where he talked about how the first issue of Why the Last Man is, in his estimation, maybe the best first issue of all time. Uh, but when Brian K. Vaughn is not not even bad, but where the seam show is when he is a little too clever with his dialogue, and you see that happen a lot in Why. You see that happen a lot in Ex Machina. Uh, and I think this is one of those lines that, like, he came up with and then, like, just kind of built it into the, like, built it into the, the story. Like, kind of like, kind of like the, the bad version of Miss. So I don't think it makes the list. Yeah, it, it's kind of the, a line that you would expect to come out of, like, a thousand and one jokes for lions, right? <laughs> or, you know, anyone who eats horses. Yeah. Okay, the second one on uh, CJ's list, Christopher is his first name. That's your name. That is my name. And and my middle initial is J. It is the L word? You mean lesbian? From Scott Pilgrim, Volume 4. That's, that's a pretty good line. Yeah. Now, he says that he wanted to use I'm in lesbians with you. But that is only from the movie. That is not actually in the comic. That was going to be my... like that. I was going to say that like... That line's good, but in like in the movie when it sets up, I'm in lesbians with you. That is such a perfect callback. Yeah, like the, I, the I, Pilgrim's movie is really good. I feel like the movie actually reduces the quote from the comic because the movie trumped it. The movie did one better than the comic mm-hmm. does. But it's still like it's still a pretty good. Like I, I love that. I love that Scott is. Because, like, that's the trick of Scott Pilgrim, right? Is that Scott's a bad dude. Yeah, he's... <laughs> like, Scott's that's, kind of a shitty dude. I think what's great about that line is is not... is uh, It requires a little bit of context of, like, this is further proof that Scott Pilgrim is... Uh, I, I don't, he's not malicious. He's just no, no, no. ignorant. Like, when he says... When he says that, and when he says, um... I don't remember if this one's just from the movie either, but the line about, uh, you know, when I think it's Ramona says that she wants to talk about the future and he goes, you mean like jetpacks? Like he's not being a smart ass in that line. Like he legitimately thinks for a moment that she wants to talk about the future. Yeah. <laughs> like he, he lacks a level of Legion of superheroes. He lacks a level of awareness outside yes. of his own little world. Uh, yeah. So, I, so I think it's a very I, revealing line, and it's a very clever line. Like yes. that—that's the kind of cleverness I can get behind. Uh, so, so where do we think we put it on the list? I don't know that it goes super high. Um, uh, I think it goes. I mean, I think it's going to be. I think it's going to be like at the top side of the back half. Like, I think we're looking in the fifties on this. Okay. One. Uh, I think it's probably, 
I think I don't think it's good as uh, yeah. Well, I have flames on my chest. It's a lot to live up to. <laughs> but I do think it's probably better than Crom. Help me, I've slain a man tonight, not a beast. Okay, then we need to know if it's come with better than come with me. If you want to be awesome, I think so. I okay. think it's probably better. Than so that. we're putting it between that Rodimus Prime line and the Young Avengers number one line in the number fifty four spot. Currently number 54. That is one of our nine. One down. Okay. <laughs> the, the next quote from CJ's list is from Superman number 75. These are Superman's last words. And it's Doomsday. Is he? Is he? Okay. Uh, can, I, can I get close to the mic, Matt? Get close up to the mic. Right, I'm, I'm, I'm close up on the mic now. Is this, is this close enough? Yeah, I think it is. The death of Superman is a really dumb story that turns really good, like, later. <laughs> <laughs> like, Superman's whole fight with Doomsday is super dumb. It's important, and it's as well done as it can be, but it's also super, super dumb. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't really think that that line... Win. I don't think it. Get, I don't think it gets there. I mean, I is this a, is this a recent list? Was this sent recently? It was sent recently. Yes. Because I mean, if you're gonna like, if you're like, look, this is not a this is not a a slight on CJ. Thank you for sending that list, and we really appreciate it. But like, we've set a pretty high standard for Superman dialogue. We have. <laughs> like our number one quote on this list is the words he carves into the moon. So I feel like. I feel like that, like that, is not making a list. Like that's, I don't know if that's in the uh, in the top uh, one hundred Superman quotes of all time. You know, let alone with 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 all of Aquaman and Sex Castle at our disposal. Okay, so we got one of our nine quotes on the path to one hundred from CJ's list. CJ, thank you for your list. Just imagine, like a a. a Firework going off in the sky, and some music playing, and Scott Pilgrim's face being in there, and it's saying like District Canada. Okay, that's a that's a Hunger Games joke. Matt, it sounds like you're excited about going to see Mockingjay. Uh, what two weekends ago? That's right. <laughs> okay, the next list that we have is from Andrew Lehman. Two of them we've already ranked. Two quotes we've okay. already ranked. Uh, the first one he has is "Do good to others, and every man can be a Superman." The second one is "Face Number it, one. Tiger, you just hit the jackpot." Uh, also on the list. This Not is a list from, notable position. Yes, this is a list from back in February. So he's off the hook on both of those. But I wanted to include the last quote that he has here because I I kind of really like it. Okay. Okay. It's from Countdown Number Thirteen, Superman. <laughs> Superman Prime says it, and the quote is, I'll kill you to death. (laughs) Man, like, like, Superboy Prime was, like, stealth a great villain. Yeah. Like, if all those stories hadn't been, like, really bad, like, Superman Prime is great. Yeah. 
I'll kill you to death is wonderful. I'll kill you to death is like it's not it's not no more Mr. Knife guy, but it's <laughs> but it's still pretty solid. Yeah. Okay, uh, so it's it's not like, it's not no more Mr. Knife guy. But is it Death Race 2009 President Frankenstein? I mean, it's probably as good as Death Race 2009 President Frankenstein. All right, so we just better or worse? Uh, I, I, okay, it's a better line. I am not putting anything from Countdown above anything from Next Wave. That, right, is, a, so that let's, is a hard line I will draw. Let's slot in I'll Kill You to Death under Death Race 2000, I am President Frankenstein in the number 52 slot. Oddly appropriate. Very appropriate. Yeah. Two of nine. Two of nine. Okay. The next list that we have is from Matt Robotham. Okay. That's your name. That is my name. Now, again, uh, these are somewhat quotes that we've already done. One of these quotes is not enough gun from Preacher. Okay, so that's a good one. But we've got two other uh, quotes. Do we have drinks on the house, fellas? There ain't no closing time, but you gotta leave your guns at the door? I am pretty sure we did, because I remember being very upset about it. Okay. Uh, Yeah, let's see. Ain't no closing time, boys, but you gotta leave your guns at the door is number 23 on the list. Okay, so the, the one quote that we don't have from Matt's list is cuddly, lovable, Docile. That won't do it all. From Punisher. Oh. Okay. I'm I'm gonna make a surprise judgment call here, Matt. Okay. That doesn't go on the list. I'm shocked. Because that's not as good as its bears. Okay. I I I'll take it. Like no one has sent in its bears. No, wait, no, It's Bears is actually on the it's, list. It's, it's Bears is on the list. Yeah, we've got It's yeah. Bears. But th- that line is not as good as as It's Bears from essentially the same scene. Yeah. I love that line, but, like, the better part of that exchange is by far It's Bears. All right. So, so we're still at two out of nine. The next list comes from Stephen Bush. One it's of these, neither of our names. It is not. One of these we've already got. That is his third submission, which is Dark Side Is. We've got that on the list. Okay? It's a good one. Here's the other two quotes from his list. The first one is, Hear me, X-Men. No longer am I the woman you knew. I am fire and life incarnate. Now and forever, I am Phoenix. Interesting, interesting. I meant incarnate, obviously, when I said incarnate. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you're Michael Cullen just a little bit over there. I, I was, I was, I, somebody was speaking in my ear, and I was just repeating it, right? Uh, okay, so does that make make the list? It, we, ha- we have a lot of, like, character pronouncements on the list. Uh, right. We do, we do. Um, Actually, the other quote on Stephen's list is a character pr- pronouncement as well. So, just FYI for future reference. Uh, 
I gotta say, like I like I know we've I know we've gotta get nine before we can before I can go do my work tonight. But I don't I don't know if this one makes the list. Like we're finally like at the point where we can be a little bit more discerning. Um I think there are better I think there are more memorable lines from 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 Claremont's X Men. Yeah, I uh, I think that's true. Uh I think Maybe what would put this quote over is the way that uh, the voice actress who plays Jean Grey on the X-Men cartoon says it so dramatically yes. on the cartoons. Yes. But I, I don't think it gets there. I, I think you're so right. It, yeah, it's not a... It just doesn't... It, it's a very... It's a in that it is someone introducing themselves in a very loud way that takes like a very long time. Okay, so we have uh, another. Fun. You know, like obviously, I like that stuff. Sure, but uh, I don't. I don't know if it gets on the list. Okay, so we have another character pronouncement from Stephen, and it's "I'm what soldiers dream of growing into. I'm what children see when they first imagine what death is like. I'm the Midnighter." Uh, no, is that, that's a, is that an Ellis or a Miller? That's an Ellis, right? I would assume that's an Ellis. It sounds like an Ellis. I mean, honestly, it sounds like it could go either way, but, um, <laughs> it's, it's not a, it's not a bad one. I'd like, I, I think the, the money part there is, I, what is it, I'm what soldiers grow into. I think it's a really kind of efficient and, uh, and, and fittingly arrogant way for him to describe himself. Uh, it's I'm, I'm on the fence about this one, Matt. I'm on the fence. I, I, I think if it, it goes on the list. It's going low. I think it's going low. Yeah. Um, I think it probably goes below Liebot. What's the saddest thing? But above our designated number ninety-eight. Uh, okay, so our designated number ninety-eight is made lots uh, of new oh. friends. Got a bit sick. Got a bit shot. Having a wonderful time. Bye. Oh, R.I.P. Pipes. Oh, poor Pipes. Uh, yeah, I think it goes. I, I, I think it goes under Libot. What is the saddest thing? And we'll see if it gets knocked off the list. Okay. So that is our third quote out of the nine. I'm what soldiers dream of growing into. I'm what children see when they first imagine what death is like. I'm the Midnighter. Okay. The next list we have is from Alex Chung. These are all Grant Morrison lines, okay? All right, all right. Now, we've, got, we've done one of these. It's from Batman 681. Bench pressing a pine coffin lid through 600 pounds of loose soil that's filling your mouth, crushing your lungs, and shredding your de- dehydrated muscle. Muscles, that's harder, but far from impossible. But far from impossible. Okay. That's the shit. Here's uh, the first other quote from Alex's list. This is from New X-Men number 150. Live, Scott. Live. All I ever did was die on you. <laughs> oh, man. That line's beautiful. It is, isn't it? That line's great. You know what? You know what? That was a turning point for Cyclops. Because you know what Cyclops did after that? He did a lot of living. He did a lot of living. If, what, Cyclops has done a hell of a lot of living in the past uh, ten years. Yeah, I mean, it's really true. Like, you, I think you can attribute so much of 
Cyclops' very, very eventful last decade <laughs> to that one moment in New X-Men. Yeah, to, to, well, to that moment and to the necessary shakeups of his character that result from not having Gene around, right? Like, yeah. they... Like they go together. Like when we when we finished X Men ninety two, like we didn't like we couldn't just get rid of Scott. Like we got rid of Scott and Gene. <laughs> like you know, they, they went on their will watching vacation together. So breaking them up in that line, like and also the kind of like very on the nose, like literalism of yeah, Gene dies a lot. <laughs> Gene Gene dies, it's her thing. Uh, is is delightful, I think. Okay. It's definitely going on the list. Where? Uh, let's see. I, I feel like if, if... It doesn't work without that first part, but all, like, all I ever did was die on you is a pretty... Like, that should go pretty high. Like... Alright, now Matt, we already have on this list uh, a, a Jean Grey line... I think it might be the only Jean Grey line that we have on the list. Uh, we have, Hear me, X-Men. I am no longer the woman you knew. I am fire and life incarnate. Now and forever, I am Phoenix from Phoenix in the Phoenix Saga. What if we just swapped that line out for this one? Like, what, you, what if we just... Do you think... we just deleted that line and put this one in as a better Jean Grey line? Do you think this line is equivalent to that or better than that, though? I think... Okay, I... I now, keep in mind, this is a top 100. I do think it's a little bit better, but also the one right above it is I'm the best there is at what I do and what I do isn't very nice. And the one right under it is with great power comes great responsibility. So it's in a pretty good place. Okay. All right, then. Let's, we'll do that. We'll, we'll just swap out the Phoenix line for this one. Which still leaves us at three quotes. Okay? The that is next, true. The next quote is from All-Star Superman number one. It is the opening narration boxes. Doomed planet, desperate scientists, last hope, kindly couple. So like, here's the thing about those lines. Like, first of all, great, right? Like, eight words yeah. sums up an origin story. Yeah. The second thing is that I always expect when you turn that page, until I went to go look at it, I was going to bring this up, I always expect that when you turn the page, it says Superman, because that is the logical endpoint of that, right? Uh, but you don't. Like, it doesn't say that. In fact, on that double-page spread, because uh, he's got his back to the sun and he's in so much shadow, you barely see the the S-shield, even. So, th- that set of dialogue, and, and we should also say, coupled with some great art from uh, Frank Whiteley. Like the the way that page is laid out is so great. Uh, like it it gets you right to the point where you need to be. It is such a great. It's a great page. It's it's not even great dialogue or great art. It is a great page. Uh, to the point of being like it kind of set a new standard, right? Like everybody wants to do that now. I yeah, and I I think there's an implied. Hey, you know this stuff, right? Like even yeah. like I think there's even an implied hey, you know this stuff to the the first image of Superman you see being kind of silhouetted. It's like 
You don't even need to see like the details of this guy. You know him. Yeah. There, there is no character more iconic in comic books than this guy. You know him. Now, I don't know if if, if you remember this, but this is something that uh, Chad and I have talked about a lot. You know, they all comics pretty much used to have that uh, that title text, right? They used to have that. Uh, the, the the little caption box above the logo on the splash page. Uh, yeah. Chad always refers to it as the caught in the heart of a gap bomb explosion box. Uh, but it's, you know, th- they did it for everybody. They did one for the X-Men, you know, it's the protect, you know, hate, protect a world that hates and fears them was like in, in that box. And they did it with Superman too. And uh, during the Joe Kelly era on action comics, there was a a time when that caption box uh had like was had a very similar setup and this was obviously well before uh All-Star Superman came out but it had a like a very similar kind of you know very short words like but it was a lot of it like it was like it was like Krypton explosion rocket ship Kansas farmers smallville like it, it went on for a little bit, and the last one that it had was a uh, uh, believe was the last one, which I always thought was really cool. But the All Star Superman page has like completely supplanted that, right? Like no one will ever speak of that again. Yeah, yeah. Um. So where do we put this? Pretty high, I would suspect. Yeah, I would like it's it's a pretty good one. Um again, it's like it is a it is a cut to the bone summary of his origin story. Like it's literally eight words. Like even the squirrel girl version didn't do it in in eight words, you know. There were yeah. there were some prepositions thrown in there. Uh now the the other All-Star Superman quote that we have very high on the list is is uh, you're much stronger than you think you are, uh, which I think has more emotional impact. But like from a format standpoint, like from a a a, a process nerd standpoint, I think this is like better than that. It's not as emotional, and it's not you know arguably not as good a line. But like I feel like the the accomplishment of this page is like so much more difficult. Like it's so much more difficult to effortlessly and briefly explain Superman's origin story than it is to uh, to make you care about Superman stopping someone from committing suicide. That doesn't mean it's more important. Yeah, but I think it's it's I think it's arguably as good. I think I think we're obligated to put it above your vagina is haunted. Mm-hmm. Are we though? <laughs> Uh, given my druthers, druthers, I might put it b- b- between Tiger Force and your vagina is haunted. I think that's I think that's a good place for it, Matt. I will defer to you on that one. Okay, so it is going into our number eight slot, and we have done four of nine. Okay. Uh, the next one comes from a list sent in by Greg Davies, which has two lines that we've already done, but this one we have not. 
The line is from Jiru Kuwata's Bat Manga, as translated by Sheldon Durska. Lord Deathman has come back to life using secret yoga tricks, but I resurrected myself with the strength of righteousness. Beautiful. Yes. <laughs> I love Beautiful. I love Lord Deathman's secret yoga tricks. Like, I was I forget what podcast where I was listening to, but like there was a thing where I, it might have been the best show, which, you know, where we lifted the idea for this list. <laughs> uh, but I, I think they were just talking about how, I think Sharpling was talking about how we've all just kind of accepted that, you know, that you can you can stop your heartbeat and, <laughs> and make everybody think you're dead. Like, that's a thing that we've seen so much that we're just like, yeah, yeah, you know, some people can do that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know what? You know what they can't do? Resurrect themselves with the strength of righteousness. <laughs> Only Batman can do that. Only Jiro Kawada's Batman can do that. Oh, beautiful. Because, like, Batman, like, that's what happened. Like, Batman is explaining that to Robin. Yeah. <laughs> like, he is not lying. <laughs> he is like, not trying to make it sound better than it is. Batman, is, he is literally explaining what he did. Yeah, he is literally explaining the circumstances of that story. <laughs> he was dead, and he resurrected himself with the strength of righteousness. Oh, so great. Okay, this, so one's, great. this one's definitely going on the list, but where? I think that one goes above the Dark Knight Returns quote at number three. <laughs> I think that one, like... Batman claiming he resurrected resurrected himself with the strength of righteousness is like plus the words Lord Deathman yeah. and Secret Yoga Trick are in that. I like, mean that's everything I wanted a comics dialogue. I, I was about to pull that down, but you know what? You're right. It's up there. It's so good. Yeah. It's number three. It's the third best quote of all time. Done. Done and done. Greg, we only used one of your quotes, but but boy, it got up there high. Our next list comes from James Harmon. And these are all Garth Ennis Punisher quotes. Okay. Ooh, okay. This is from the Punisher number 21. I believe from the first ongoing series. And I'm, have a, I have a feeling we may disqualify this for being too long. So we'll see. This is the part I always like the best. Recon has its moments. Weapons prep is never dull. But this, this is its own reward. Because every single muzzle flash, every gleaming case ejected from the breach, every punch of the gun butt in your shoulder means just one thing. That's another monster gone. That is a very, that is a very long quote. That is over, that is two pages worth of dialogue in that comic. Yeah, yeah. I, I got it out to check, by the way. <laughs> It's it's too long, I think. It's it's I, not bad, but it's too long. It's too long, and there is a better version of that sentiment in the first arc of the ongoing, uh, which is the one about uh, the Punisher never smiling. Yes. Okay. The next one on the list is from Born, the miniseries Born, number two. This war has bred a saying, oft-repeated, payback is a motherfucker. Fuckers. Symbols, not the actual word. 
At Valley Forge, we have another. If you think payback's bad, you haven't met Frank Castle. That's a pretty good one. That is pretty not bad. I, I like. I feel like we could just chop that down to if you think payback's bad. You haven't met Frank Castle. I think you're right too. Frank Castle. I think you're right too. If if just let's just make the quote. If you think payback's bad, you haven't met Frank Frank Castle. Yeah, that's 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 good stuff. That's Garthinus is so good. He is so good. Um, do you think it's better than Professor X is a jerk? Uh, no, I don't. Okay. Do you think it's better than Gaze into the Fist of Dread? No. Do you think it's better than compared to you? I'm Chris Isaac. Do I think it's better? (laughs) (laughs) Do I think it's better than that? No, I don't. I mean, obviously it is, but I don't think it is. I think it might be better than that Hitman quote, who's faster is a question children ask, not friends. Yes, uh, which would put it right under another Frank Castle quote. Okay, is it... Well, this is this is a quote about Frank Castle. Yes. Um, but do we think it's better or worse than that Secret Wars quote? I... I did not... I... I like, legit cackled reading Secret Wars. <laughs> I agree. I think it goes below that Secret Wars quote. I think you're right. Okay. That's number six. All right. The last one on James's list is from the Punisher number one, the 2004 series. It's Omaha Beach. It wounded knee. Rourke's Drift. The Killing Fields. The first day of the Somme. World War Three in New Jersey. And only now, pouring automatic fire into a human wall. Do I feel something like peace? Again, I don't think I don't think that takes it. It's a little wordy. A little wordy. Okay, but we but got no, a good is that, one. Is that from Punisher Volume Six, Number One, the first volume of the uh, of the I think ongoing? I think that's from the the first Max series, maybe. Okay, feel, it feels like that might be from the Max series. Anyway, I think uh, I think we're gonna we're gonna say that only if you think payback's bad, you haven't met Frank Castle is gonna make the list. But uh, that's a good one. All right, the next list that we have is from Harry. Okay, and these are three pretty good quotes. Now, one we already have. This, we've been set this quote so many times. Uh, he stood alone at Galler Brew, and that answer is enough. Got to disqualify that one. The first one, though, that we don't have on the list from Harry is, Don't mess with me, lady. I've been drinking with skeletons. That's from Hellboy. Top notch. So good. <laughs> uh. Now, that's still not my favorite Hellboy quote. Uh, what is what is your favorite Hellboy quote? My favorite Hellboy quote might not it's a goddamn even goddamn Nazi Frankenstein monkey. <laughs> I mean that's good. Uh, it involves the monkey, uh, it, but it's just that he's got a gun <laughs> on that pa- on that panel with the monkey. Yeah, like that's that's a uh, that's a good uh, that's a good visual. That's a context only quote though. Yes. Uh, all right, but but what what do we think of I've been drinking with skeletons? That's from Hellboy the Island, by the way. 
I mean, it's it's great, right? Like, it's super great. Yeah, it's so good. Because, like, that is a normal thing for Hellboy to say, and a normal reason to leave someone alone. <laughs> yes, both true. Uh, I, I would not put that above Your Vagina is Haunted, but I would put it above uh, uh, the line about the Justifiers from Forever People number three. Okay, I'm into it. I'm fine with it. Let's do it. We need a good help, high Hellboy quote on the list, and this is a good one. If if my count is right, that's number seven. Are we lacking only two on the path to one hundred? We need we need ninety six and ninety seven, and then we will have a full list of one hundred. Okay, exciting. Two more, and we will be we will have achieved the path to one hundred. Here's the next one from Harry's list. Doctor Doom says it in Fantastic Four number six eleven. Okay. Okay. I was a god, Valeria. I found it beneath me. <laughs> That's a good pause, Matt. You did that very well. <laughs> I look, I have I have a connection to that guy, for better or worse. Um, do where do we think I think that goes on the list. I love that quote. It's it's pretty solid. Is that a 611? That's Hickman. That, I believe that is a Hickman issue, yeah. Uh, it's, it's, look, solid. Solid, solid stuff. That is the final issue, uh, before they went on, before the title became FF, I believe. And it is, it is a Hickman issue, yes. Dr. Tuchetum's such a dick. (laughs) He is He's so he? great. He's so <laughs> great. Uh, okay, I was a god, Valeria. I found it beneath me. Where Where do we put it? And that is to clarify. That is Doctor Doom speaking to a little girl. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. A little girl that he delivered. <laughs> that's uh, That's how Doctor Doom speaks to children. <laughs> uh. Love that guy. Love that guy. Oh, we do have It's Bears on the list. I said earlier that it wasn't on here, but there it is at number 19. We talked about, we it. We talked about it being on the, We talked about it being on the list. Okay, good, good. I don't, uh, okay, it's not, uh, it's not, I did it 35 minutes ago. It's probably not to the level of Gaze into the Fist of Dread. The other Doctor Doom related quote we have is, where's my money, honey? I don't think it's quite there either. I don't know if it's it's quite there. Like that's like, but what makes "Where's My Money, Honey" so good is that it is being spoken to a person who thinks that being a god is beneath him. Yes, yes, exactly. Do you think it's better uh, or worse than "Dark Side Always Hated Music"? I think it's better than that. I do too. I think maybe it goes between that and the saga quote. I would put it above that saga quote, but burn. but I think that's a, a good place for it. We could put it above. We could put it between the Young Avengers quote and the saga quote. Yeah, I don't, I don't think it's as good as the Young Avengers quote, but okay. uh, it's it's solid. Okay, that's good. One more to go on the path to one hundred. 
ba 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 it's not that late. It's 10.30. This is, this is one of the punch, punchiest episodes I think we've ever done. This list comes from Charles Meyer. Okay? Okay. The first one is a catchphrase, and I don't know if we're going to keep it. I don't know if we're going to put it on the list. It's uh, just the Thor saying, I say thee nay. Mm, no, 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 not on the list. My, not on the my list. preferred Thor catchphrase is when he says "inow." I have had "inow." It's pretty good. Yeah, uh, I, I feel mean, like, like a lot of the coolest moments are when Thor says "inow." Uh, like I say, the nay, like pales in comparison to we would have words with thee. That is also true. Like, yeah, just like. Which, you know, obviously that's not a thing you want him to say all the time, but, you know. The next quote is from Atomic Robo, and the quote is, I used my violence on them. That's that's a pretty good one. That's clever. It is a clever line. Now, okay, do you like I used my violence on them as much as you like I'll kill you to death because they're very thematically no. similar I, I like I'll kill you to death more but I'll guarantee you I don't remember which atomic robo issue that is but I'll guarantee you it's better than countdown number three yeah but we're not we're not judging the issues we're judging the quotes alone I know I'm just saying <laughs> we gotta we gotta we gotta live the gimmick Chris we gotta keep uh, keep things in check. I personally, I prefer the quote, I'll kill you to death, uh, to I used my violence on them. But I think they're you think, in the same ballpark. Do you think they should both be on this list? Sure. Because they cover a lot of thematic ground. Sure. But, I mean, we can bump this off in the weeks to come if we want to. We can put it All low. Right. Well, I mean, like, we've got so many quotes. We've got, like, as you called them, I'm going to kick your cat in a cool way quotes. (laughs) You know, we've got not enough gun. We've got this is a sample of my fist. We've got I'll kill you to death. But isn't that comics? Isn't that what comics is is all about? (laughs) Comics are about kicking cats in cool ways. Yeah. Where where do you want to, where do you want, like, I think that's better than never stop making them pay. Then let's put I would, it. I, then, would, I think we should erase "Never Stop Making Them Pay" and put that quote in at number seventy-four. Fine, fine. I, I thought we would be at no at ten. Matt, it's called drama. <laughs> All right, let's let's replace "Never Stop Making Them Pay" with "I used my violence on them." Okay, the last quote from Charles's list is, "Well, here comes Charlie, old Charlie Brown, good old Charlie Brown, yes, sir, good old Charlie Brown. How I hate him! How I hate him! It's that's one of the best comics quotes of all time. One of the best, one of the best comics of all time, because that is the entirety of the first Peanuts strip. It is the one entire of the best debuts of all time. It's so good." It's so good. It, my favorite peanut strip is the first one. 
Yeah, like, it doesn't really get better than that, you know? Yeah. Like, there are, like, if you have not gone back and read that uh, Complete Peanuts Volume 1, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your life? Not reading that, like, that those first, like, couple years of Peanuts? Like, it wasn't a Humble Bundle, folks. Like, you could have gotten that for, like, a dollar. Like, that first couple years of Peanuts is raw. It is, like, the Akewood of the 50s. It, you're so right. <laughs> and we have some Akewood quotes really high. I don't... I don't think it beats our top three. I don't know that it beats our top five. I I would not put that above Tiger Force, but, you know, you could probably talk me into it. I think it's better than I Own Airwolf. I think it goes below Miss. Mm-hmm. All right. That's a, I mean, look, I'm not going to argue with you because that is a pretty inarguably great uh, set of if, comic if, strip dialogue. If I could just, like, if I could just describe to you how many times I've thought about the first Peanut Strip. I had a, a a professor in college who just had that at his desk as his desktop wallpaper on his laptop, and I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna like this guy." <laughs> it's such a like, cause Charlie Brown just walks by with a big old smile on his face in that strip. But but part of it is just like the visual of this child sitting on a curb, and in the last panel, just going, "How I hate him." Like that a child can feel such intense rage and hatred toward another child. Toward good old Charlie Brown. Here comes good old Charlie Brown. What did Charlie Brown do to that kid? Yeah, that's the other thing. Like it, it sets up all these questions for like where to go with the series. Like what did Charlie Brown do? Why does this kid hate him? Like, does he just have that kind of face? Oh, it's great. And that is... We've reached it. The path to 100. We're there. It, it, it is done. It we, is finished. We have reached... We have reached 100. We've reached the top 100 comic book quotes of all time. That's right. But... The list could change. We've got another month, so probably two more episodes, to add to the list, distill it, put more quotes on there. If you would like to send a list, a last-ditch attempt, to add some quotes to the World Heavyweight Champions list, you can do so by emailing us at our email address, which is warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. That email address is also where you can send entries for our ever-growing Every Story Ever list. If you have a listener question, you can send it there. Or if you have a comment or you want to sponsor the show, you can do all those things at warrocketpodcast at gmail.com. You can also send us listener questions on our Tumblr. Our Tumblr is warrocketpodcast.tumblr.com. That is where, actually, I pull most of the listener questions for our listener question segment. So please send them there if you have a question for us. 
Also, be sure to check out our website, which is warrocketajax.com. That is where you can read show notes, download the show, stream the show, and read show notes. Be sure to check us out on iTunes. If you like the show, go on iTunes and leave us a five-star review there if you would like. The more positive reviews we get on iTunes, the more that we are featured there. And now, Chris, we've reached the part of the show where we tell you all the different places you can find us on the internet. For me, all you have to do is go to about.me slash Matt D. Wilson, and you will find links to all of my stuff. Chris, where can people find links to all your stuff? You just have to go to about.me slash Chris Sims. That's C-H-R-I-S-S-I-M-S. And there'll be links there to everything I do. This podcast, Movie Fighters, Sailor Business, the three podcasts I do regularly. Uh, as well as links to Comixology, where you can buy comics that I have written or co-written, and uh, Comics Alliance, where I write every day. Now, I, I want to say, Matt, you told people they could make a last-ditch effort to get on this list. If you're going to send us a list for the World Heavyweight Champions for the last two months of this project, I want you to bring it. I want, I want, I want quotes that were are you in your top ten. That's that's all I'm saying. I want I want top notch quotes from here on out. We got two more shots at this to make this list uh, the best it can be, and that's on you guys. That's on all y'all. All right, and with that with that impetus put on you, I want to end the show by saying one last time, listeners, everybody who listens to War Rocket Ajax, whether you're a Patreon supporter, whether you're not, whether you've been listening. F- for the five years that we've been doing this show, going on six years, I think. Six years this December uh, will be our sixth annual Christmas special. Yeah, crazy. Uh, the, whether you've been listening from the beginning or you just started listening because of Secret Convergence on Infinite Podcasts or you heard about it somewhere and you like the show, no matter where you stand, thank you. Thank you for listening. Thank you for being such great fans, for participating when we put out the call for questions, for guests, for sending us every story ever list, for sending us word heavyweight champions lists. Thank you so much. We, I don't know that we had a lot of expectations. Certainly when Chris and you started this podcast, when it got going, and then when I joined, I don't know that we had a ton of expectations for who our audience was going to be or how much participation we would get or how much support we would get. And I know for me, it has exceeded my expectations and then some. We should probably thank you guys more than we do. But since it is the season, I just want to take the time to say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you for being listeners of the show. We couldn't do it without you. And you make the show better. So... Thanks. Thanks, everybody. And Merry Christmas.